Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, uh, and I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk on November 7th, 2021. Ah, and you know what this means. We had a new moon last week. The eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. Get ready. We're heading into eclipse season. Next week is not going to be particularly um, praised, but we definitely have a shift in energy, a shift in approach. And we all saw it on Friday when Venus went into Capricorn and Mercury went into uh, Scorpio and suddenly Congress came together and voted on a bill. Okay, that's the energy. We remember we were talking, somebody said, well, you said it. You know, Mercury's retrograde in Libra. They're going to do arguing and arguing and arguing. And now once it shifted into Scorpio, everybody went, okay, time to roll, time to make a decision. And Venus went into Capricorn, time to roll, time to make a decision. Now, remember, Venus is still out of bounds, even though she's in Capricorn. And she will be in Capricorn until March 6th. Yes, you heard that right. Three, four months. November, December, January, February, March 6th, four months of Venus and Capricorn, and the first part, she's out of bounds. And then she's going to go retrograde, and then she's going to have a Venus star point with the sun, and then she's going to go over Pluto three times like Mercury did (laughs) in Libra this fall, three times. So as we enter eclipse season, we know that the season, we're going to go back to the story from May, June, when the eclipses happened, and they had us see things we hadn't seen before, and we're going to wrap up those stories, and then we're going to get new stories. So we have an eclipse on Joe Biden's birthday, the day after his birthday, the day before his birthday. That's the one that's going to be happening on the 19th of um, November, and then we have a new moon eclipse that takes place on the 4th of uh, December. And the, the eclipse on Joe and Joe's chart is 27 Taurus, Scorpio. And of course, Joe's a Scorpio. And then uh, Taurus Sun. And then the eclipse that we have on the lunar moon, the new moon, is 12 Sag. So the new moon on the 4th of December. So we're entering the season. We know we have the two-week approach to the full moon. We have an emotional reaction then. Then we have the two-week release to the new moon, the new sun, sun and new moon eclipse, take away the sun. And then we have two weeks till we get to the full moon again, and then we let it go. So we're in eclipse season. It brings to light things that have been hidden. We have the sun, Mercury and Mars, and Vesta, all in Scorpio, dancing through Scorpio, dance, dance, dance. Uh, One of my favorite singers, Anel Bryden has a song called Dancing in Chains, which I encourage you to Google because we're dancing in chains, dance, 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 Saturn's the chains, Uranus is the dance, 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 and of course the Scorpio planets are making us do that little wiggle. So Nell Bryden, B-R-Y-D-E-N, Dancing in Chains, it's her music video, it's very very good and it gives you a real indication of the energy like you're feeling frisky, you're feeling free, but you're still a little chained. And, of course, the eclipses come, and they're going to release things and shift things and change things. And the eclipses also formed a finger of God. Uh, when When Venus was still in Sag and Mercury was still in Libra, they were forming that in conjunct to one. And then they slipped into Capricorn and uh scorpio and they aspected the node 
right? So eclipses kind of coming in, and then the Venus and the Mercury sextile each other. So you had a finger of God happen, which helped us move forward. And you want to look at where one of Libra, one of Gemini is in your chart. And then you're going to see, oh, where are we going? So in my case, I bought a car. <laughs> I bought the condo in Florida. And last spring, I started thinking, oh, I need to get a car. And so the North Node's in my third house, cars, the house of cars and moving, driving. And uh, Venus out of bounds in Sag, it's a red car. And uh, Mercury in Scorpio um, and Venus in a, in a sextile shooting at that. Mercury, of course, rules cars. So, And I was back and forth, lease, buy, lease, buy, lease, buy, and I decided to buy. And I was back and forth, finance, pay for it, finance, pay for it. I decided to pay for it. Yeah, so that energy of making decisions and moving forward, right? So your job you know, is to figure out what that eclipse meant, what that finger of God meant for you, because it happened right after the, the new moon as we're entering into the season of eclipses, where we're really getting to know what we're going to change, how we're going to change, where we're going to go. And then, of course, we have our third of three squares with Uranus and Saturn. Now, Uranus was opposite the sun last week, um, so that's a separating energy or an, a waking up and moving forward energy. And we did have some Republicans shift to vote for the bill, and we had some Democrats shift and not vote for the bill. And, you know, we had a change in our approach, change in our ideas. You may have had a change in your approach, your ideas. You may have had something come up that you went, oh, that's what's going on. Hmm. So this week we have um, a couple more changes. <laughs> Always good to have changes. Juno is going into Capricorn. So she's going to want to make commitments. We're going to be feeling like we have to make a commitment to something. And she goes into Capricorn on the 14th. Uh, and then we are also having Pallas Athena stationing to go direct. And that's happening on the 8th. And that is, you know, she in July, on July 16th, she went retrograde. And she said, okay, I know you have all these plans, but now go back and think them over. Decide if you really want them. Is that really what you want to do? Is that really your strategic approach? And now as she stations to go direct at nine degrees and three minutes of Pisces, she says, okay, we have our strategy. We have our plan. Forward we go. And we also have, uh, you know, Juno leaving Sagittarius where she's been, I'm a little dithering about my commitments. I'm a little dithering about my what I want to partner with or how I want to partner, right? And she goes into Capricorn on the 14th, zero cap. And she says, okay, okay, let's go do it. Let's go do it. So there's an energy here of, um, you know, working with the energy in a productive way and figuring out, like, what you want to do. So in my case, you know, I called because we kept hearing about the car shortages and the supply chain and I thought gee I'm going to get to Florida there's going to be no cars so I called and I talked to Patrick and I said Patrick I need a car I want a blue car or a green car he goes well we have lime green we don't have pine green anymore I'm like oh I don't want I want pine green I don't want lime green all right we'll go with a blue car he goes well there's not a lot of blue cars in I said all right they do gray they do black they do white those are the colors I'm like oh well all right it just I don't want a white car everybody has a white car in Florida so Car comes, it's gray. Patrick and I are doing our little conversation, our little deal. Da -da -da. Gemini North Node, I know there's two parts to it. 
he mails me a picture, and there, right behind the gray car, is a red car. And I go, is that red car for sale? Is that red car new? He goes, yeah, it just came in. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I kind of like the red car. He goes, it's a little more money. We charge more for red paint. I'm like, really? Come on, Nissan. But they charge more for red paint. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I kind of like the red car. And he goes, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, it has a Bose speaker in the back instead of a tire. It has a tire change kit. I said, I am 67 years old. I am not changing any tires. <laughs> I'm going to get AAA, and they're going to come and change the tires if I need it. We're going for the red car. And so as the planets shifted, boom, boom, decisions were made. What did you decide last week? And now you're going to implement through next March, because Venus is in Capricorn through next March. Mercury's only in Scorpio um, for a couple of weeks. He's not in Scorpio a really long time. But he went into Scorpio, too. So he's, he's in Scorpio through November 25th. But the energy of change, the energy of time to make decisions, you're going to feel, I'm feeling like I'm ready to go forward. Yep, you are. I'm feeling like I'm a little out of bounds. Yep, you are. Venus is out of bounds. The moon is out of bounds. Ah, yes, the energy of change, the energy of new beginnings, the energy of yes, aha, ready to roll. And then, of course, we go for our last square of Saturn and Uranus, which happens on uh, December 24th. And then we are in the place of change. We've changed, we've shifted, we've evolved, we've we've hatched from our cocoon. We're getting ready to fly, right? So it's an interesting next couple weeks because we go through that before we get to the last square. The eclipses are going to bring to light a couple more things. Remember, one is in Scorpio, Taurus, which is uh, the new energy for us because the nodes will be going backwards into Taurus, Scorpio. And the other one is kind of a culmination of the last year and a half because that's a new moon in Satch. So it's an interesting energy that we're going to be working with in this next couple of weeks. Now remember, emotions come on that full moon. Now, I don't know if you watched, and if you didn't, I recommend you do. Uh, Colin Powell's uh, funeral was on this week. Uh, they buried him. It was really lovely. It was a lovely funeral. If you don't watch the funeral, just listen to the eulogies. Um, because it talks a lot about what your, what your purpose is, what your character is, what your destiny is, based on who you are. And so that's a helpful, uh, you know, because we're all thinking about, like, well, who am I? And what do I want to be when I grow up? And I know, you know, we're all grown, but what do I want to be maybe for the next chapter? And that is a very active conversation. All my, all my consults this week, all my clients were talking about, like, what do I want to do next? What's next for me? What's, you know, or I have this vision of what I think I want to do next, but I, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get there. I'm like, it's okay. You know, you have the vision. You start moving towards it. You know, I went through a little dance to figure out the car. Um, we're all going to go through a little dance. That's part of life. What's the dance you're dancing? And the energy is very much about change. Now, the sun is on a world point today and tomorrow, so it's a lot about seeing things we hadn't seen before. And we're going to have Mars scooch up and come into square Saturn this week. So that's kind of the hard aspect of the week. And that's going to happen on Wednesday, uh, the 10th, as Mars comes into square. So we feel him urging in, stepping in, moving into it, and saying, okay, I need to take action. Venus in Capricorn always wants to know her value. So there's a lot of energy about, let me understand my value. 
let me understand my purpose. Let me understand why I value this. And we know when Venus is in Capricorn, she has a lot of energy around being able to discern quality from not quality. Right? So Venus and Capricorn people will put stuff on layaway to get the really nice thing rather than buying a bunch of inexpensive stuff, you know, because they want to wait for that one really classic cool thing. And that's what Venus and Capricorn, that's how it speaks, how it speaks to us and invites us. We also have Mercury and Mars meeting up this week, also on the 10th. And that means Mercury is also going to be squaring Saturn, because he's coming into square Saturn, also on the 10th. So the 10th is like decision day, big decisions this week on the 10th, about how I'm going to proceed, what I'm going to do, what my new plan is. The moon is in Aquarius that day, so the moon is going to be in Aquarius forming an aspect of uh, square. It's going to be meeting up with Saturn, right? And then it's going to be squaring the Scorpio planets and squaring the Taurus planets. And then shortly later, a little bit later in the week, Mercury is going to oppose Uranus. That's going to happen on the 13th. Mars will oppose Uranus next week, after this week. But this week he squares Saturn on the 10th. So we're going to see a little buildup of energy to Wednesday the 10th. And then we're going to have a bit of an aha moment on the 10th, kind of a conflict, a little, you know, a little uh, kind of throwing your hands in the air and going, ah, you know, whatever, that kind of energy, you know, because Mars and Mercury meeting up, going, we have a plan, and then they square Saturn, and Saturn goes, I don't think so, go home. Or, all right, yeah, no, I don't think so, because Mars and Mercury are, you know, Saturn's bigger than them. So he goes, no. Now, there are two of them, but they're not going to necessarily sustain the pressure. And, of course, but Mercury slips by and then goes and tells Uranus, we need some help. We need some help over here. So it's an interesting week because we're going to see triangles. We're going to see stories starting here and then migrating over there and then moving to a third place as they run between your charts, houses of Scorpio, Uranus, and Aquarius, rather, and Taurus, right? So Mercury and Mars, you know, that energy kind of, so you want to kind of go, ooh, catching up, catching up, cool. So there's an interesting energy with this week in terms of working with that T-square, helping us become conscious, and it's a T-square because the sun is in there now. Before, it's been the square. But with the sun in Scorpio, we're really looking at understanding our value, and trying to figure out what does that actually mean for me? Why is that my value? What's that about? Why do I value that? And again, this is an individual question. You know, you can value something and someone else doesn't. And that's okay. It's your value and what value you want to assign to it, not the value that the other guy wants to give it. It's what do you want. And with Mercury and Scorpio and Mars meeting up, Mercury and Mars meeting up in Scorpio, Mercury's going to whisper to Mars, you know what I really want? Mars is the planet of going and getting it. He's in his rulership. He's happy. He's like, I can get that for you, Mercury. No problem. We just have to get past Saturn on Wednesday the 10th. Well, you have to get past Saturn. I don't get past Saturn until next week. But when I get past Saturn, we can definitely have it. So the energy is like a forward motion, 
but it also has a little bit of a little bit of a kick to it because the energy is a little a little stressed right because the you know that that square mars has to saturn and then next week he on wednesday the 17th he has the opposition to uranus um so this energy of mars going through that square in a sign of passion in a sign of what i want and the people I'm talking to are all working on, well, what do I want? You know, I know what this one wants for me, or I know what I used to think I wanted, or I know what used to matter to me. And this is why the fixed signs take a while to change. You know, I've been saying they get dragged kicking and screaming into the change. They really, they just like to be fixed. They just don't like change for change's sake. They're kind of like, if we have to change it, do we really have to change it? Now, in my case, I have this really lovely pink chair that I had for many years. I got it in 1994. I love that chair. And it had a big footstool. It's a chair and a half. I would spend days, day in the chair. I'd sit in the chair and read a book all day long. Um, and there came a time when the chair looked a little shabby. And I recovered it with green fabric, which was fine. But they also replaced the cushions <laughs> in the chair. And they made them a little firmer. Instead of being down, which is what they were in the pink when it was a pink chair, they were like firm cushions, which they hold their shape beautifully. But they're just, that chair's just not as comfortable. It's still the same chair, just a different fabric, but the insides are different. And that's what's happening to us this week. Your insides are a little different. So you're going to look at that little chair and you're going to go, should I get it recovered? Or should I get a new chair? And again, both choices are right. When I got it recovered, I didn't think, gee, it's not going to have soft, cushiony seat anymore, that they're going to replace the cushions too. Right? I didn't think that. I just changed the, ca- the fabric. So when we have that kind of energy, which is kind of the energy of this week, recovering your chair, changing the fabric, but they're going to change the cushions too, and it's similar to when you paint your apartment and then stuff looks a little shabby because the apartment's freshly painted. Or when you get a new piece of furniture and the other furniture looks at it and goes, what, you brought this new piece of furniture in the house? Again, fixed. The stuff we don't get rid of easily. We don't, you know, we don't buy a couch every week. We buy a sandwich every week. But, you know, you buy a couch every seven years, eight years. What, I don't know how long you hold on to your couches. But it's a fixed investment, and so that's why the fixed planets are really wanting to be clear before we get to December about what they're investing in. And more importantly, why? Because if they're going to change it up, they want to know what they're changing it up for. They want to know what they're changing it up to and then what they're going to do with it when it's changed. So it's an important week for you to think about those things as we go to the eclipses and on the full moon, we really see things. I have an emotional reaction. And then we go to the new moon and we have an aha. This is the direction I'm heading. This is my vision. This is my future. This is where I'm going. And off we go. That's the energy of the week ahead. So we'll kind of go through um, the days now. But just know it's not right or wrong. There is no right or wrong in this. It's what's good for you. That's the question. And once you're clear on that, what's good for you in this energy, it just makes it enormously easier to be clear about what you want to do. 
you know, your parents had rules, your school had rules, your church had rules, you had your own rules based on all those experiences, based on those reactions to those people saying, these are the rules. And now your chart is saying, what are your rules? What are your rules for yourself? Psychologically integrate your life. Understand how you got to where you are and how you're figuring out where you're going next. Because based on your psychological decisions of the choices you've made, your evaluation of your life up until this point, we're going to have a new, a new way of thinking, a new way of looking. I know it sounds very scary, right? Like, oh, my God, like that's just so much pressure, Anne. Like, not really. <laughs> you know, you buy the cherry tomatoes, you bring them home, and then you just don't use them. You don't really like cherry tomatoes that much. You like sun-dried tomatoes, but you buy the cherry tomatoes because you think, well, you know, that's a healthy thing. I should like tomatoes. But you really don't like the tomatoes. Why are you buying them? It's very easy. You know, just don't buy them anymore. You know, and then maybe down the road you'll buy them down the road. But you don't really want them anymore. It's okay. You don't have to want cherry tomatoes. You don't even have to want tomatoes at all. Not at all. You leave tomatoes completely out of the salad. Your life, your choices, your future, yes. And that's the energy of this week. Yes and. Well, maybe but. (laughs) Yes and, maybe but. And it's okay. Just know that that's the way it works. You're not wrong. You don't have to decide until December 24th when Uranus and Saturn square each other. But you're getting clearer. And if you know that, it makes it a little easier. So as you might guess, the Donald Day will be the 10th, the Donald Blandford Day, the DB Day. Um, that one's the juicy, not-so-much-fun day this week. And, of course, Mars is coming into a square to Saturn, so you might feel it a little bit when it's a Capricorn moon on the 8th and the 9th because he's coming into square Saturn and he's putting, pushing developmental pressure on him. So today, the moon goes into Capricorn tonight at 8.03 p.m., and it will be in Capricorn tonight, tomorrow, Monday, and Tuesday through 12.51 p.m. East Coast time when it joins with Capricorn, moon and Capricorn joins with Pluto and Capricorn and says, aha, we have created. Moon is void all afternoon on the 9th, goes void at 12.51, and it goes into Aquarius 10.03 p.m. on the 9th. And then it's in Aquarius the 9th, the evening of the 9th, the 10th, the 11th, and it goes void at 2.52 p.m. on the 11th on Veterans Day and Remembrance Day in Canada. Um, And so it goes void at 2.52 with a conjunction to Jupiter. So, wow, we have three nice moons. We have the moon that went void this morning with a sextile to Jupiter. We have the moon that goes void with a conjunction to Capricorn, which usually is pretty good. It's good for ending and saying, yeah, I'm finished or I figured it out. Then the Aquarius moon uh, conjunct to Jupiter. And the moon goes void at 2.52 p.m. on the 11th and is void all afternoon and evening, going into Pisces at midnight, after midnight on the 12th at 2.54 a.m. goes into Pisces the the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, and it goes void on the 14th Sunday at 12.40 a.m. with a sextile to Pluto. Again, a nice closing aspect. So the moons have good closing aspects this week. Last week they had hard ones. This week they have good ones. So it feels a little less bumpy. And then we also have on Sunday the 14th, 
Uh, the moon goes void at 12.40 a.m., and then it goes into Aries at 10.48 a.m. on the 14th in the morning, and it's in, in Aries on the 14th, the 15th, and it goes void at 10.51 with a square to Pluto. So the Sunday moon of the 14th is a little more stressful. But the energy is basically pretty nice uh, that we're working with this week in terms of the moon. And this stressful day is the 10th because Mercury meets Mars, and then Mercury squares Saturn, and then Mars squares Saturn, and the moon, square, the moon in Aquarius squares Mars and Mercury and Saturn and Uranus. So lots of squares on Wednesday. Lots of chaos and crazy. And that's okay. That's the DB day. That's the tough one this week. But the rest of them, they're pretty nice. No particularly crazy days. Some maybe exciting news on the 13th with Mercury in its opposition to Uranus. But the rest of the week, kind of good. Not a lot going on. When we look at our um, days of the week, you know, remember in your chart, if you have your chart, I'm going to give you the degrees, and the planet goes from this degree to that degree, right? So the sun this week is going from 15 Scorpio, where he is now, to 23 Scorpio. Sun does not have a lot of aspects this week. He has actually virtually none. He has a trine to Neptune on the 12th, and that's about it. The sun is kind of wandering in the wilderness, happy, content, doing his deep merging, he does have a health, possible health aspect on the 8th, but nothing major, um, and kind of a forward motion there. Mercury, of course, is moving along at a pretty good clip. He's going about 2 degrees a day. He is right now in 2, uh, he's now, I'm sorry, in 3 Scorpio, and he gets to 14 Scorpio by the end of the week, by the 14th. So he's clipping along, and he has a lot of aspects, and he's in Scorpio. So as he forms aspects between... 3 and 15, he's going through all the planets in your chart between 3 and 15, and he's going and talking to all the planets in the sky between 3 and 15, and gathering information, chatting them up, seeing what's going on. Um, so his big one, of course, is he has the, uh, the conjunction with Mars on the 10th, and then he has the square with Saturn on the 10th, so those are the big boohahs for him. He also has a little bit of disillusionment on the 9th because he has a sesquiquadrate with uh, Neptune. Well, you know, a little like, oh, that's kind of a sad end of the story. And then he goes forward. He has an adjusting energy on the 11th with how he nurtures himself and what he's doing, and he forms a little fast-moving finger of God between Ceres and Chiron or in a sextile. And Mercury links them up, and he says, okay, well, you know, because you're nurturing yourself that way, that's what's making you sick. Maybe you want to change your food. Maybe you want to change how you take care of yourself. Maybe you want to change your inner processing. Um, because Mercury in Scorpio goes, you know, if you do that, that, that's not good. You could have a health problem. Then he has a lovely trine to Pallas Athena, who just went direct, on the 11th, and then he goes forward, and then on the 13th, he has an opposition to Uranus. So that's a little bit of a showdown. That's at 10.56 in the morning, and Mercury and Scorpio opposite Uranus. He often says things to Uranus when he's in Scorpio that aren't very nice. So he's going to say, well, you know, I was talking to Mars, and Mars said, bop, 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 bop. Or I was talking to Saturn, and Saturn said, bop, 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 bop. So what you want to watch for, remember, we're in eclipse season. 
Mercury is provocative when he's in Scorpio. He's saying stuff to get you mad. So if he says something that somebody else said, do double check it because they probably didn't say it or they didn't mean it in that way or it's a possible truth. So there was one point when I was working for a snake. He was a really nasty guy. And um, he was my manager's manager. He came in new, and everybody called me and said, oh, you're going to hate working for this guy. He's horrible. And I'm like, really? You know, and I'd already looked at the woman he was having an affair with, who he was married, and he was having an affair. I'd already looked at her chart and knew, you know, he cheated on his wife, well, which everybody gets to do what they want. But, And he wasn't very nice to his girlfriend right, that he was cheating on. So I already had kind of not a great impression of the guy. But, but. He said mean things about me to his boss, and, and, and he said I did something. And I looked at the, the boss's boss's boss, and I said, did he actually tell you what I said? And he goes, no, he just said you said something that could get us sued. And I said, you know what I said? I said, act your age, not like a 15-year-old. Can we get sued for that? And my boss's boss's boss went, no. I said, yeah, this guy's a snake. Watch what he says. So you guys want to watch. When someone says something mean to you this week, you want to watch it and not necessarily believe them, or at least go check that that's actually what was said, because that's the energy of this week. Energy quite reminded me of that little snaky guy. Um, so, yeah, when he says that snaky thing on the 13th, just go, let me go check that and see if that's really true. Uh, Venus is in Capricorn going from 1 to 8 this week. She doesn't have a lot of stuff going on. She's pretty happy. She's out of bounds. She's having a good time. She's buying expensive stuff. Um, we also have Mars and Scorpio going from 5 to 10. And, of course, he has a square with Saturn on the 10th. And then he has a trine with Athena on the 12th. So he's, you know, Mars likes being in Scorpio, even though he's got a square with Saturn. He understands this is something we need to discuss. So there can be some serious discussions on the 10th. And choices made about changing your direction. Uh, and that's about it for the week. Not too bad a week. Um, we are in eclipse season, so the stuff that's coming is designed to clarify the story from May, June, when the eclipses last happened. And it's designed to bring stuff out light and have us see it. Remember, the best disinfectant is sunshine, which there isn't a lot of supply right now because it's, nor it's November in the northern hemisphere. But, you know, shine a bright light on it. Use your flashlight on your phone. And have a good week. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk, wishing you a fabulous week of November 7th. Bye-bye.